Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. Welcome back to Talking Screamers, episode 5. I'm Simo. I'm joined by Jake. Hello, Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Uh, and I'm also joined by Timothy Brittany Walsh. How we doing, Tim? Yes. Hit me, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and off the scenarios, we have we're sort of sad to talk about. Uh, football has lost one of its greats today. Uh, Ray Clements. Uh, we had the news earlier. Ray Clements has sadly passed away at the age of 72, far too young. Uh, and he was a true legend of the game, over a thousand career appearances. His uh, trophy hall is too long to list. It is really, really something special. What a special career he's had. 470 appearances for Liverpool, uh, 240 appearances for Tottenham Hotspur. Players like him, goalkeepers like him, come along once in a generation. So, of course, it's a big big loss to football um, for him to be taken so so young. I'm sure he could have had an, a, a good few more brilliant years. A bit, a, a bit before our time, boys. Uh, but before, I think we've all heard of Ray Clements and what he's done done for the game. Where did you first hear about Ray Clements? Obviously, being a Liverpool fan, grow up, you know, obviously my dad spoke about Ray Clements a lot. Um, as you know, the, the great, great goalkeeper who was replaced by another great goalkeeper and Bruce Grobbelaar. But I think his legacy is something that's pr- pretty incredible. You know, he won three European Cups at Liverpool and two back-to-back. And that's, you know, that's something that's pretty unheard of, especially these days. Um, and he played played for England in a time where, you know, we had P- Peter Shilton in goal, who everyone knows is arguably the greatest keeper of all time. And Ray Clement still managed to get over 60. So he got 61 caps for England. So, you know, um, I think that's pretty incredible. Another feat by itself. Um, so, yeah, that's where I obviously first had a Ray and obviously watching Liverpool throughout the years. It's, it's He's a massive part of the club um, and his, you know, his legacy speaks for itself, undoubtedly. Of course, a great loss for sport. Uh, all our condolences from everybody here at Total Screamers goes out to Terry Clemens' family and friends. Uh, moving on, Tim, did you watch any international football over the weekend? Uh, watched a few of the highlights. <laughs> Again, it's seemed to come my way. But um, I've seen a few of the highlights. Obviously, seen there's, um, there's been a few shocks. 
obviously I think people who will support in Spain will uh, be pretty gutted with uh, Sergio Ramos missing that penalty, which um, I think that happens once in a blue moon, doesn't it? It's, um, he yeah, is yeah. normally clinical, to be fair. He is normally very clinical, isn't he? Um, although you've got to see two, two, two missed pens. Only Sergio Ramos could uh, break record for European Cups. Do an amazing goal line clear- clearance, and it was quite good. Uh, and missed two penny. It was the same match. Only Sergio yeah. Ramos. He's the only centre back in the world that could have that game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The only thing that was missing was the red card, wasn't it? And um, it would have been the ultimate game for him. <laughs> yeah, it would have topped it off, and it? it would have been the cherry on top. Yeah. Demo, what, what you um top uh sorry Scotland brought crushing back to earth again today were they with a- yeah mate yeah I mean bothered but <laughs> now now <laughs> now, that, now that my party's over I'm back to uh, back to loading international football uh, we did pretty much a full rotation today um against Slovakia I watched the game earlier um. I mean, we, at times we did look the much better team, but we just weren't nearly clinical enough. Ollie McBurnley, I don't understand how he's a Premier League level striker. He is just shocking. I don't know if it's just his form. I mean, I'm sure I've seen Ollie McBurnley put in a shift or put, put in a good performance now and then. I just can't remember when because it was that long. That it was that long ago. I think he's at least two goals and 32 appearances in his last 32 wow. appearances. Ollie McBurnley, and it's just it's just nowhere near, near good enough. I mean, even Lee Griffiths come on, uh, who's someone who's way past it. Um, offered more uh, because he's got a good ability with set pieces so yeah. I have no idea other than that you know what I mean we're in the Euros I don't care <laughs> my party's over so <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> that's, that's, that's the main thing isn't it? you've got that cashing back, <laughs> back down to reality now <laughs> back to reality I know that we would never put in a good shift that game <laughs> like, I, just, I, I had no no delusions about oh we're going to kick on and get a win against Slovakia I just I knew we were going to do a, a pretty heavy rotation uh, and that uh, it was going to be a pretty slow I watched the full uh, I watched, in fact I watched about 80 minutes of it missed the first 10 minutes but do you know what I mean at times looked a better team so we'll, we'll take that we'll, we'll move on yeah it's, it's not exactly the most um, like worst thing in the world is it a defeat like that you've got what you wanted you've got that tournament qualification so that's the main thing I think really um Everyone's still, all, all the boys are probably still pissed up on butt fast, didn't they? That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I watched I watched uh, the extended highlights of France and Portugal. And that did look a pretty tasty game. Uh, N'Golo Gante scored, which is always nice to see. Everybody loves N'Golo Gante. Uh, but it didn't, I think, uh, 1-0 France. It did not look like a game that should have been 1-0. I think the woodwork was hit a good three or four times. Um, there was really, really good performances for both keepers. Uh, Lloris was yeah. good. Raul Patricio was good. Apart from the um, the goal, he, he had a, he put in a really, really good performance. Um, he probably should have caught the ball. Um, instead, he sort of palmed it out, and, and Golo Kante was was in the right place just just to tuck it away. But other than that, it was it was quite an interesting game. Um, definitely deserved more goals. But that's international football, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's, it's one of those sort of things, isn't it? Where it, in those big games, it can go either way. So it's it's a bit um, it's those fine it's the fine margins isn't it that make the differences rather than the uh, you know your, your bits of your scrappy goals and stuff it's 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 the little margins in, in international football and you know that's why it is good but I'm another one who's certainly glad that it's over and that the Premier League will be back next week Premier sure. League is coming back I can't wait I, I cannot wait. That's definitely <laughs> where it's, something's changed, doesn't it? There's something that's changed over these years. So I remember, you know, years ago when, you know, England would play and everybody, you know, the pubs were packed. I mean, yeah. everybody was always like, you know, wanted to watch the England game. Obviously, different views, Simo. But do you know what I mean? It was 
internationals like amazing it's like everybody's around a tv everybody's watching it and I, something's changed I, I don't know what it is i don't know if it's the case of football's now gone over to you know like sky bt sport it's not maybe it's not as accessible but i you know there's definitely a difference now you know these days which is i, th- I think it's quite a shame because you know we we've got the international break and all we're doing is like just wishing for the premier league to come back it's yeah it's a shame really but um obviously something's changed uh fear not timothy walsh it shall be over soon we have the Premier League coming back (laughs) well then we shall move on to our our only our second fan interview since we started to talk with screamers so look forward to that back with you in a moment alright so we are back and we're joined by Jed from the All Things Football Twitter page how are you doing mate Oh, good, thanks, mate. How are you? Very well, man. I'm so glad to have you on. Uh, I, I was looking at your shirt collection um, in the lead-up to this sort of wee interview, <laughs> and you posted a picture, and you're like, this is all my blue shirts. And I was like, wow, that is more shirts <laughs> than I own. <laughs> 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 How did you get started collecting all these shirts? Um, to be honest, it's just something that I sort of like, fell into, I guess. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a Coventry City fan, so I had a few like Sky Blue shirts from over the years. Um, a few years ago, I think it was for, for the 2014 World Cup, I just stumbled across classic football shirts because um, I wanted to buy a, an England shirt to wear down the pub, basically, for the early game because it was like 2 o'clock in the morning kickoff. Yeah. Um, I bought the one from 2002 like with the red stripe down the front um, and it just sort of kicked off from there, basically. I got more into buying shirts from then. So that was a good few years ago and then over the last couple of years, it's just sort of stepped up a bit. But um, good hobby to have. My missus isn't really a fan, but... Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so you're about six years in. Uh, what would you say is what was your best find so far? Because I know you're, you're like collecting, buying and selling and trading and stuff like that. Have you had yes. like the pure... What is the pinnacle for you? What's, what's like, I need this shot? Um, difficult one to answer, to be fair, because I've got quite a few decent shirts in the collection. Um, my favourite one that I just couldn't leave behind was a Brazil 98 shirt. Um, yeah, Away, the away, oh, blue away shirt, and it has Ronaldo on the back. Oh, that's sick! <laughs> so I was, I, I got it on a trip to London. To the, um, I actually went to the classic football shirt shop on that trip and saw it in there, and I just couldn't leave it behind. No, that uh, shirt is absolute filth. <laughs> that's probably the uh, the sort of prize one in my collection. To be fair, yeah, it's iconic, isn't it? It's an iconic player as well. So, I can, oh uh, yeah, I can absolutely, absolutely. See why you couldn't leave that one behind. It's <laughs> certainly something that I'd be looking at if I seen it. I'd be like. Like, yeah, I've got to have it. <laughs> yeah, like I, to be honest, I don't understand how it was still there when I went in, unless they'd literally put it out the day I went in. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that I wouldn't. Have, I doubt that would have been on the rack uh, for, for very long. <laughs> it's the thing people, people have around our age group. We still remember a time where Ronaldinho and Ronaldo were the best, the best players in the world, and Ronaldo was like the pinnacle. And he's you look at his goal scoring record, and it's just it's crazy. It just looks like it looks like numbers on a screen because it was that like that long ago. Yeah, it's mad. I will never forget. There was um, it, it's a different time, isn't it? In '98, because I don't know, you know, at that time I was about eight years old, and I remember this has never happened now. But I remember being at school, and they literally just wheeled on, you know, the big TV with the wheels. They <laughs> Watch football. We all watch the England game. <laughs> you know what? Exactly the same. I remember that as well. I remember that happening to me as well for the 2002. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the same. The Brazil game. They put it on the telly, and we got to sit there for 90 minutes to watch the game, and then. <laughs> I put it on. 
a full time because we lost the head teacher was like, right, everyone go home. That doesn't happen to me. That doesn't happen to me. It's been a it's been a wee while since we've been to a tournament. <laughs> but that is that yeah. is ended, yeah, yeah. as I keep mentioning. <laughs> Congratulations on the uh, on the other night, by the way. Uh, uh, Scotland. I've, 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 actually, I've actually had Ike and Boogie stuck in my head like all weekend. I'm not even joking. <laughs> that video is class. Even it's as an Englishman. <laughs> Even as an Englishman, you just got to be happy for them. To be fair, yeah. I mean, especially because we're go- we're going to be facing off in the same group. Um, so I'll go down. Yeah, I'll see gonna... the boys. I'll see the I'll see the rest of the screamers. We'll be in opposite it'll be ends. A, <laughs> it'll be an, uh, a missable event, I think. That one. Oh, yeah. I, I won't be missing it. I definitely won't be missing <laughs> it. Um, so when we look at shots, like as as the total screamers, the three of us, there's one thing that we always look for to determine whether it's a good shot or not. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, tell me. A collar. A collar. The bigger oh. the collar, the better the shot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't ever go wrong with a collar, can you? To be fair, it's smart and casual. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, for me, I think it's it's good every now and then. If you had a collar on every shirt, it would ruin it. But uh, it ruin it. Yeah. It has yeah. to be a like an every once in a while type of thing. Yeah. Because when it makes it's it done, special, it's all it always seems to be done right when it's done as well. You can't really Definitely. go wrong with a collar. No, you can't. You wing it up after a few beers, few ten, then <laughs> you know, good for every occasion. Go down to pub, job interviews, everything. <laughs> uh, so, Jed, you're a Coventry City fan. Uh, yes. We're all very sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us what, what what's it like sort of being a, a Coventry City fan in 2020? Um, it's been a strange year for us, to be honest, because we started the year absolutely flying in League yep. One. Um we were at, like it was it was a, a real sort of buzz about the club going into the new year when we sort of hit form. We weren't losing any games. Um, and then obviously when COVID happened, it stopped it all and we didn't actually get to finish the season. Obviously, we got awarded the League One title anyway, um, mm-hmm. which I think nobody in, has sort of begrudged us um, because of where we were at the time. You were but, so far in front. Yeah, it sort, it sort of killed the momentum and everyone was just then looking forward for the you know like for the restart. Since we have come back, obviously, we're at the minute with 21st in the league, which isn't the best position but as a newly promoted side I don't think we've we've done that badly I think we've been competitive in the majority of the games we've played with the odd like, exception um, so it's a it's a positive time for us at the minute overall because we've been sort of on the up now for the last two three years or so and just hopefully everyone's just sort of hopeful that it'll continue basically as long as we manage to survive this year but I don't really think there's going to be an issue with that though personally I'm confident that we'll be safe from relegation so yeah there's not there's not really much else to report at the minute well, as it's, it's survival of the fittest in the championship, isn't it? Because it's such such a long season that if you the, the teams that generally could keep their players fit seem to finish strong um, because it's just it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so it's, many it's games. One, it's it's one of those leagues as well where anyone can beat anyone. I mean, we we've beaten Reading this season and they were unbeaten when they came you know, to play us. So it's that. It's that sort of division where it doesn't really matter where you are in the league. Anyone can still beat anyone. So it's um, it's going to be interesting for us. It's definitely a step up in, in the standard of football as well, I've noticed, through watching the games. Last year, you can tell that the defenders in, in League One are just a lot slower and a lot, yeah. you know, a lot less clever, basically, than the championship-level defenders. Um, there's definitely a golfing class. So it's, uh, it's it's interesting. But like I say, hopefully we can, can you know, keep our heads above water this year. I hope so, mate. I think- 
did kind of worry about Coventry when uh, COVID did hit, and it was kind of looking like it was just going to be null and void. And I was thinking, oh, wow. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> be a, a kick right in the balls. That, that would have upset a few people, myself included. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. as I say, like, because we were making so much progress and we were in such good form, to have had it go null and void, null and void sorry, would have been like a, an absolute disaster. Because it's like starting from scratch again then. Um, but I'm glad everything's worked out the way it has anyway, even though we didn't get to finish the season. <laughs> Me too, mate. Um, see, Col- Coventry recently had a change in ownership, did it not? Is it not partly fan-owned now? Or is it, some, no, no, is it owned by the council or something like that? No, not sh- yet. So that's the, the stadium is... Ah, yeah, right, yes. Council. Yeah, I wish the club was part of fan-owned. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've had, we've had a bit of drama with, obviously, the owners over the last like, decade or so. Um, and obviously, at the minute, playing at St. Andrews because of the stadium fallout, mm-hmm. um, which there doesn't seem to be an end in sight to. So it's it's owned, the Rico Arena is owned by Wasps, London Wasps Rugby Club, and yeah. like, partially by the Cov Council. And they've all fallen out with the actual club's owners, which are uh, Sisu. So it's it's not the best business model. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's on on the pitch is where it counts I suppose so I at least that's going the, reasonably well I love the fact that you've got um, London Wasps up in Coventry <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it just makes no sense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a strange situation. It is a really strange situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's many people in, in Coventry who'd like them being here at this point. Um, no, I can imagine. I, don't, I think we were all right when once they first came and we were ground sharing. That was fine. Since everything's happened and we've had to move away, I think we're all pretty much done with them at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those stadiums, isn't it? It's been around for, for a while and, you know, it's had some good moments. And you know you were you were a Premier League club as well at one point, so I think. Um, yeah, sad. Um, sadly, the the old ground, Highfield Road, obviously got knocked down. Yeah. Um, we moved into the Rico 15 years ago, um, yeah. and it was supposed to be like the it was it was designed when we were still in the Premier League, and then we got relegated and yeah. never got back there. Um, but the highest we finished since since getting relegated is eighth in the Championship, and that was our first year at the Rico. Um, so hopefully one day we will get back there. But they are talking about building another. New stadium now um somebody somewhere else like, around the the coventry area so who knows what's going to happen yeah, brilliant. That the long term aim then is it? Coventry back in the Premier League is that what you want? Yeah, Coventry. absolutely. absolutely. It's what yeah. you want. I um, I think it's achievable as well if we stick with Mark Robbins, the current manager, because he's he's playing a good system. Um, his assistant manager, Aidy Vivash, was coming from Chelsea, so he's got good links, and we seem to be scouting decent players as well from from overseas. Uh, so everything seems to be like coming together, and within if we if we survive this year, I think within the next five years or so, we could be pushing for it. That's my that's honest a, opinion. That's the thing. The championship, you just need to get yourself in the playoffs, isn't it? You exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't. You don't need to be first. You just. You know. You could just. <laughs> do you know I what I mean? It's, over, um, it's, it's a bit overrated, actually, winning the championship because nobody really cares about the winners once they. Yeah, you're forgotten about, of, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Like, once, once you sort of go up, it's like, oh, well, the playoffs is always more exciting. And if that, if it was me, it's, it's the the most like nerve wracking way to go up, but it's the best way to go up when you win. So if, yeah. if it was me, if I had the so I'd probably go up as, as playoff it's so dramatic, isn't it? Dramatic. Yeah, pens, pens in the playoffs. That's, that's how you want to go up. With a full stadium. <laughs> I see. You get that, you get that. I love that you get, uh, you get 
that all that money as well for winning the Premier League. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposedly the richest game in, in football. Yeah, that's it. That's what they say, isn't it? It's the one. It's the uh, it's the one they say is that is the richest. So yeah, and it's a it's a day out at Wembley as well. I was going. You can say, never you, you know can never I mean? turn down. It has to be done. It has to be done. You get a trophy for it as well, which is strange because you don't get a trophy <laughs> for second place. But you get a trophy if you win the playoffs. That's got to be more to do with the fact that it's just at Wembley, isn't it? Because you can't yeah. have a game at Wembley that doesn't end in a, a walk up the steps. Yes, sir. Apart from apart from England games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> Right, Jed, uh, it's been brilliant to have you on, mate. I'm hoping we'll have you back probably mid-season or something. Uh, if you're available, we'll get you, you'll get your opinions on uh, Coventry because we'd really love to hear them. Of course, yeah, no, that'd, be, that'd be good. And um, yeah, thanks for inviting me on today, lads. It's been a pleasure. And uh, as I say, I'll keep up and keep up with the podcast and keep listening to, uh, to your future episodes as well. Make sure you bring <laughs> that quiz back. It's yeah. coming back, mate. It's coming back. <laughs> um, that, everybody that's yeah. listening, everybody that's listening, you can get you can get Jed on Twitter, um, all things football, uh, and he sells and uh, buys the, the best shots. He's got the best collection, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. Cheers, Jed. We will be back and we are talking we are talking Derby County's manager situation. All right, we are back. Uh, big thanks to Jed for coming on. Uh, we'll talk a wee bit about the giveaway he's going to do at the end of the pod. Okay, so... Jake, what I want to talk about is what do we do with, with Darby? What would the Derby do about their um, their managerial situation? Philip Cuckoo has had the sack, and I can only see one option, and that is give it wiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, he's well, he's got it at the minute, hasn't he? Um, him and Shea giving Liam Liam Rosanier and Justin Walker. It says it overseeing training before uh, permanent successful appointed. Um, Reckon I can't see the go with really personally. I think it's just going to be a temporary sort of temporary fix. Um, no, give it wiser. Give it wiser. <laughs> you know I love I it. It'll probably be the same sort. I don't know if it'll be the same sort of people that were in the running for the Sheffield Wednesday job. Because um, I feel like Derby's got a bit more of a pull to it. You know, they were a couple of years ago. You know, they were pushing for that sort of. I was going to say. I think. I think you're looking at a different tier of manager for Derby. I think you're That's looking at a proper established um, championship sort of maybe Premier League level manager that's, that's been down in his luck maybe Mark Hughes yeah. um, <laughs> uh, no I don't know I think they will go a wee bit more ex- uh, experimental with our, with our manager uh, we said that about Sheffield Wednesday when they were looking at maybe bringing someone up and coming like Sol Campbell or, or Philip Neville and then they went with Tony Poulos uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the left field choice wasn't it yeah, yeah. Poulos is- yeah boring in my opinion you know football's a stage I like to see drama um, this is it <laughs> of one-dimensional football, isn't it? It's a bit... I've seen a lot on Twitter of, like, Sheffield Wednesday fans and they they are not happy. No, um, they're not happy. They're really, really not. <laughs> with the choice of, uh, of Pulis as the manager, they are, they are they are not happy. Not happy bunch at the minute. They're bottom of the championship and, you know, they've, they've got uh, an interesting manager in. But, you know, a positive spin to the Chef Wednesday fans is the fact that he's never been relegated. So he does, you know... As bad as his style of football is, he gets results, and at the minute they need they need results, and that's that's the thing. They need those results in, and uh, if you know, if I'm a fan of a club and we're bottom of the league, and all hope looks lost, 
and then we get a manager in that starts on nicely winning those games. At the end of the day, you're getting those wins, and that's that's at the end of the day, that's what you want as a football fan. You want your team to win. So I don't know. I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of an awkward one, isn't it, for for the for the club? But they've done what they think is the right choice. And personally, I think with with Pulis in charge, they will probably stay up. That uh, I he think knows how to get it. He knows how to get it done, especially at Tim, that sort of end of the table. Tim's a fan of a club that have had their share of firefighting managers. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the opinions when these when these managers come in? Is it like, oh God, we might just stay up, or is it, oh, you know, it's going to be a slog to watch it. us for the rest of the rest you of the season? What at you, least. I mean, do it's like because we're about the start of the season, but you know, you do want that manager to come in and just stable that boat, and then you just go right. Let's just let's just kind of like strip it all back. Let's try. I don't I don't want to go back to him, but you know. When we were, you know, we were so close to going down, but when Mark Hughes came in for Southampton, and obviously at the time it was like, is that really the right person we want to get at the time? But you know, in all fairness, what he did was he stabled stabled the team, and he kept us up, and that's all we needed. I mean, but fortunately, you know, I think Pulis will do that. He will, hundred um, percent. But is he good for the long term? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I think Jury's it. out. It's, it's the long term goal. The problem. That's I think it. They're probably doing with. That's with, the thing. With, it's like when you when you start to look beyond relegation and you start thinking, right? Okay, where where does our next step up here come from? Yeah. Because football fans have short memories. Yeah. And, you know, once you're safe, you're safe, and then you kind of get those feelings of, oh God, we're going to get relegated. Can I go? You know. I think uh, he's, he's he comes in and uh, he keeps them up this season. Maybe gets some sort of mid table next year, and then I could probably see him going after that. Maybe by sort of like mutual consent, or or if he does get the sack, but and then and then they get someone else in, but then it's you know it's just a vicious cycle isn't it of just sacking people to to stay up every season and i feel like you need a project and you know as it's frustrating i guess for fans to get a manager in who they know isn't going to be there forever he's going to come in for two years he's going to go you're going to get someone else in you're going to be in relegation again and you're going to get another type of manager who's going to come in again and will stabilize and it's just it just must be frustrating to have that um as as your sort of as your club because it's not what you want. Um, but well, that's you know, the thing. There's just a, there is there is no guarantees in football, and you think I've I've had it even you know it's at Marin and obviously I, I like Liverpool as well. When managers have come in and you think, oh wow, that that's a good fit. That's a really really good fit, and it just doesn't doesn't work out the way you'd, you'd expect it to. Um, so I think there might be just just a slight element of luck in football. I know that's not a, an opinion people like, but sometimes it's got to be right right place, right time, right signing, right manager, right. Place players and it's all got to and we've seen it happen a couple of times like um, where things just align and uh, teams just you know play beyond <laughs> what you'd expect them to uh, and that just goes for quite a lot of the teams in the championship doesn't it <laughs> yeah this is it's, that's the thing like um, like Jed was saying it's such a tough league and it's, it's so hard to stay in and get out of you can become that you can get stuck in a bit of a rut in that league um, there's a lot of teams in that league who you think bloody hell like they've literally been there forever um, yeah and, Brentford <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brentford and you know, the they struggle, team. And yeah, like yeah, they struggle to get out of it, and or you know, and last thing they want to do is go down. So they're sort of, I think a lot of these teams are sort of happy with where they are in the, that sort of cycle, you know. Um, but see how they get on. See if they get in Derby. That's not the name, was it? See what they get in. See if Rooney can pull out the bag, keep the job. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I just want to see Rooney on the sideline, mate. Take off the tracks, it put a kit on. Come on, that's all I want to see. Oh, I want to see him like player manager. Player manager no player managers, you don't really see him much anymore. And oh, he, he'd be perfect. Perfect player manager. <laughs> 
day, isn't it? It's uh, it's gone the whole player manager sort of like role. I think, like Vincent Company was the last sort of like one I can remember. Obviously, the one I can, there's one I can think of years ago. Wasn't wasn't Rude Gullet? Rude Gullet. Was he was the player manager Chelsea. as well? Yeah, I think he was at Chelsea, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player manager at Chelsea, or I remember obviously got Kenny Dalglish at Liverpool was like a really famous example. You know, <laughs> being a player manager like coming on, bringing him, you're bringing himself on and bagging the winner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's just what I wanted to see, mate. Like it's paid off. You want to see really coming on 80th minute, 80th minute and bagging the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Free kick, like there's a free kick. It's a free kick in a good area. Ref stops the game. Rooney yeah. comes on. Pop bins and end the game. Bags it and subs himself back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I could hope for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but any more to add to that, boys? No, no, just uh, internationals are nearly over after today, luckily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still getting used to Twitter and getting my head around that. <laughs> you got six followers now, Tim. You've hit the big time. I know, I'm, I'm already hit the big time. I'm already trending. <laughs> <laughs> BBC right. Five Live coming for you, Tim. Tell you that for free. Getting scouted with the quiz. <laughs> Superb. Superb. Right, Jed from All Things Football has been kind enough. He's going to do a, a giveaway. Um, look on to the Total Screamers Twitter for that, and uh, we'll also point you in the direction of her Twitter so you can go give him a follow. Uh, thanks very much for joining me, Jake. Thank you. Thank you, mate. See you uh, See you next time. And Tim, the utter displeasure of having you in my company again. Thank you. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow in Monday's podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.